It's that Harlem night, ayy. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz. Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing today? You know, I'm watching the goddamn San Francisco and the uh, um, Minnesota Vikings going at it. Looks like the Vikings are up. There's only like three minutes and three minutes and like 40 seconds left, something like that. But I ran into one news that happened in Louisiana. A Louisiana super fog piled up on interstate leaves seven dead, 25 injured, and over 150 vehicles damaged. At least seven people were killed and 25 others hurt in the crash involving 158 vehicles on interstate 55, which is crazy. Seven people were killed, at least two dozen injured, and 158 vehicles were damaged on interstate in an interstate Louisiana during a super fog that left zero visibility. The crash on I-55 involving at least 158 vehicles occurred on Monday morning due to a heavy fog condition, according to the Louisiana State Police. The Louisiana Department of Traffic Development reported an 11-mile backup. Additional fatalities could be located once the crash scene is completed and cleared. A long stretch, a long stretch of Interstate 55, a 24-mile long highway near New Orleans is expected to be closed for the foreseeable future. Police stated for for hours for hours after the crash, emergency crews worked to clear debris from both northbound and the southbound lanes, according to the state police. Storm chaser Brandon Clement told news sources that. The first responders and emergency crews had a large tent with portable restrooms and a communication center to stage the recovery and cleanup. Police said that the portion of the large crash scene caught on fire shortly after the initial incident. Right? They said the portion of the large crash scene caught on fire shortly after the initial incident. Photos from the Louisiana State Police show multiple car pileups with some of the cars being severely burned from the incident. This is like crazy. I know people hear about car highway accidents a lot, but this one is like, this one is like unprecedented. This one is big. All right. So Lance Scott recall to news sources, the quick succession of crashes while on the highway. I happen to be in the little pocket of about probably 15 cars with no damage, said Mr. Scott. And probably two or three seconds after we came to a stop, all you heard was boom, 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 collisions after collisions right behind us. All right, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards said that he and his wife are praying for those hurt and killed in the crash. Please join me and Donna in praying for those hurt and killed in today's tragic I-55 crash as well as their families. The combination of wildfire smoke and dense fog is dangerous, and I want to encourage all Louisiana folks in the, in the affected areas to take extreme caution when traveling, Governor Edwards stated. So, the governor also encouraged residents to exercise caution while on the foggy roads and to donate blood. 
I mean, why would he say that? But that's kind of odd to me. Uh, and then he said, I also want to thank the first responders and medical personnel who have worked so diligently to save lives and render aid the best way you can help them. Um, besides exercising caution on the road is to donate blood at your local blood donation center. It will help replenish supplies that are being drained today to care for the wounded. Governor Edwards says, I don't know, that's weird of him to say that. Donate blood. People are going to be like, why? What, what, what the fuck? What is you talking about? But this is major. This is like, this is the second time this happened in American history. In, in American history, like in American infrastructure, this is the second time this happened. I think the first time an incident like this, an incident like this happened was in, um, I think, in Tennessee. For the, uh, for people that remember the show called Forensic Files. They had like an episode, I think it's in Tennessee somewhere, and it was a bad, dense fog. And then it was a, like a whole bunch of cars got into the accident and stuff like that. And I remember in my past, like in my memory lane, I remember stuff like that in Georgia. I used to be in Augusta, Georgia, and I didn't drive. I said, hell nah. I pulled over. I wait till the fog clears up. And the only reason I did that because I seen the state troopers doing it. They didn't move around. So because early in the morning, you know, military people got to get up like doggone. They got to get up like five in the morning to go to PT. That starts at six in the morning. Remember that? For all of my military personnel, we got to get up like six in the morning. And a lot of us, it, it will be super foggy because when in the summertime hits or like the the beginning of springtime, springtime, because it rains a lot, and then it's real hot and steamy, and there's nothing but a dense fog, you know? And then we used to just, like, chill on the highway. We, I, I ain't driving because I can't see anything. What, what's the point of me driving and I can't see in front of me and stuff? So I just pulled over, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did it. I did that before. So this one is big. There was a big multi... Um, a multi-power, um, car power up like this back in Tennessee. I, I believe it was Tennessee, somewhere in that region. I, I'm sure it was. I don't remember. This, is, this happened, like, before I was born. So, you know, they said seven people were killed, at least two dozen injured, and 158 vehicles were damaged on the interstate in Louisiana during the super fog that left zero visibility. The crash on I-55 involving at least 158 vehicles occurred on Monday morning due to a heavy fog condition. All right, so that additional fatalities could be located once the crash scene is completed and cleared. A long stretch of Interstate 55, a 24-mile-long highway near New Orleans is expected to be closed for the foreseeable, foreseeable future. Excuse me if you catch me repeat. Yeah, for hours after the crash, emergency crews worked to clear the debris from both the northbound and the southbound lanes. All right, storm chaser Brandon Clement um, told the news sources that first responders and emergency crews had a large tent with portable restrooms and a communication center to stage the recovery and cleanup. Police said that the portion of the large crash 
seen caught on fire shortly after the initial incident. Photos from the Louisiana State Police show multiple car piles up, you know, multiple car pile up with some of the scar, my back, with some of the cars being severely burned from the accident. Uh, Lance Scott recalled to news sources the quick succession of crashes while on the highway. I happened to be a, a li in a little pocket of about probably 15 cars with no damage, said Mr. Scott. And probably two or three seconds after we came to a stop, all you heard was boom, 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 boom. Collision after collisions right behind us. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards said, said that he and his wife were praying for those that are hurt and killed in this crash. You see what I'm saying? Uh, this is crazy. Couldn't believe it. I ain't think nothing like this would happen. Plus, I had a real busy day, super busy. I was supposed to be busy right now, but there's only so much my body could take in a, in a span of 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? I could just go back and try to go handle some more business right now, but it's late, and I don't know if it's conducive for me to do that right now. But we're going to keep it moving with some more news all right you already know what time it is this is thinking out loud there's only a minute and 11 seconds left on the fourth quarter with the san francisco and minnesota vikings let's see who's gonna make it let's keep it moving one all right uh this is a little bad it looks real bad though uh a murder murder of a jewish leader named samantha wall wasn't a hate crime a detroit police says She's a political strategist, Samantha Wall. She was found stabbed to death on Saturday. Um, the grisly stabbing death of synagogue president and political strategist Samantha Wall was not a hate crime, Detroit police announced Monday at a press conference. We believe that there are no other groups or anyone else at risk in regard to this particular incident. Detroit Chief of Police James E. White told reporters, we believe this incident was not motivated by anti-Semitism and this suspect acted alone. There was no forced entry, he noted. The body of the beloved community leader and avid supporter of Israel was found about 6.30 in the morning Saturday in front of her home in the Motor City's upscale Lafayette Park neighborhood. Detroit police responded to a 911 call of an unresponsive person and found 40-year-old Miss Wall on the ground outside her townhome. She had stab wounds, and there was a trail of blood on the walkway that led to her home. We certainly know that this is a dangerous person, um, Chief White added. The investigation has revealed that Miss Wall returned home from a wedding about 12.30 midnight. Police are focused on her drive from the wedding and on weather street that's the name of the street weather street cameras captured another driver following her we'll be tracking her entire route digitally digitally he stated miss uh, chief white once she arrived home police believe she was attacked inside then stumbled outside and collapsed in her front yard white told reporters once she arrived home police believe she was attacked inside then she stumbled outside and collapsed in front of her yard but investigators are working with blood spatter experts to confirm her trajectory um, white 
whose office is working with the FBI and the Michigan State Police in this probe, added that investigators hadn't zeroed in on a single person of interest yet. We have a number of people that give us interest. We are just short of calling one of the people a suspect, he stated. All right, so um, White would not discuss a possible motive or more specific details about this crime, including whether she had defensive wounds. Over concerns, the disclosure could jeopardize the investigation. All right, so they have concerns of disclosing too much information because it might jeopardize the investigation. We have to be very, very cautious as to what information we share, he stated. Um, Chief White, there are some very intricate details about this case that, if revealed, could really damage what we are trying to accomplish. There are some facts that are known only to the, our suspect. You get what I'm saying? There are some facts that are known only to the suspects. White also said that police would investigate an exclusive report from news sources that a pair of tires parked in the same complex were slashed over the weekend. In the midst of this heightened tension over the Israel Hamas war, many speculate that Miss Wall was the victim of a hate crime. She is an avid supporter of Israel and a prominent figure in the local Jewish community. As president of the Isaiah Agree, I, Isaiah or Isaac Agree downtown Detroit synagogue, she spearheaded a massive renovation of the histor historic building. Excuse me. Before taking on her leadership role at the synagogue, all right. So she spearheaded a massive renovation of a historic building called the Isaac Agree Downtown Detroit Synagogue. Uh, all right. She's an avid supporter of Israel, and she's a prominent figure in that local Jew Jewish community. Before taking on her le leadership role at the synagogue. She had worked for Congresswoman Elisa Slotkin and on the re-election campaign of Attorney General Donna Nessel, both are Democrats. She co-founded the Muslim Jewish Forum of Detroit, whose mission is to encourage a positive, a positive relationship between the two communities. All right. I'm just thinking at the same time reading this. That's why I'm over here stumbling in my backyard. Michigan Democratic Congressman Rashida Tlaib, who has been a vocal critic of Israel, offered a tribute to Ms. Wall on Facebook. She said, um, my friend and a member of our organizing communities, Samantha Wall was murdered. I have no words. She always had a sweet smile to offer and the warmest eyes to greet you with. Our community is devastated and we are shocked, she wrote. Um, very suspicious if you ask me. Right, very suspicious. And uh, none of this doesn't look right at all. Samantha Wall, right? It really doesn't look right. Uh, a grisly stabbing death of a synagogue president and political strategist of Samantha Wall was not. The, the, the chief says Detroit police announced that it was not a hate crime. We believe that there are no other groups or any other anyone else at risk in regard in this particular incident detroit chief of police james e white told reporters we believe this incident was not motivated by anti-semitism and this suspect acted alone there was no forced entry 
The body of the beloved community leader and avid supporter of Israel was found about 6.30 in the morning. Her body was found 6.30 in the morning Saturday in front of her home in the Motor City, Motor City's upscale Lafayette Park neighborhood. Detroit police responded to a 911 call of an unresponsive person and found 40-year-old wall on the ground outside her town home. She had stab wounds and there was a trail of blood on the walkway that led to her home. Right, the investigation has revealed that Miss Wall returned home from a wedding about 12:30 midnight, uh, 12:30 in the morning Sunday. Right, police are focused on her drive home from the wedding. On Weather Street, cameras captured another driver following her. All right, so we'll be tracking her entire route digitally. And then once she arrived home, police believe she was attacked inside. Then she stumbled outside and collapsed in the yard. But investigators are working with blood spatter experts to confirm her trajectory. They're working with forensic specialists. White, whose office is working with the FBI and the Michigan State Police in this probe, added that investigators hadn't zeroed in on a single person of interest at this time. We have a number of people that give us interest. We are just short of calling one of the people a suspect. White would not discuss a possible motive or more specific details about this crime, including whether she had defensive wounds on her. Over concerns, the disclosures could jeopardize the investigation, all right? They got concerns of releasing too many information because it might jeopardize the investigation. We have to be very, very cautious as to what information we share, um, the Chief White stated. There are some very intricate details about this case that, if revealed, could really damage what we're trying to accomplish. There are some facts that are known only to our suspect, which is true. White also... Chief White also said that the police would investigate an exclusive report from news sources that a pair of tires that was parked in the, parked in the same area was slashed over the weekend. See what I'm saying? I'm trying to reiterate everything. I'm trying to reiterate everything because, you know, this needs to be figured out because this is very extremely suspicious considering the um, tragic events that's going on in Israel and over there, over there in the Gaza Strip. You know what I'm saying? This cannot be a coincidence. You see what I'm saying? Like, what's really going on? She is an avid supporter of Israel and a prominent figure in the local Jewish community as president of the Isaac Agree Downtown Detroit Synagogue, a Detroit synagogue, all right? She spearheaded a massive renovation of the historic building before taking on her leadership role at the synagogue, she had worked for Congresswoman Elisa Slotkin and on the re-election, she was also on the re-election campaign of Attorney General Dana Nessel. Both of them are Democrats. She co-founded the Muslim Jewish Forum of Detroit, whose mission is to encourage a positive relationship between the two communities. Michigan Democrat Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, who had been a vocal critic of Israel, offered a tribute to Ms. Wall on Facebook. Uh, like, yeah, this is super suspicious. 
I don't know what's going on. But they, but the police, like I said, uh, the chief, he's not sharing any, the details. He's not. He's only sharing limited details at this moment. So we don't know too much and stuff like that. Damn, man, why am I making noise while I'm walking? Goddamn, shoot, they, uh, I don't think I mopped the floor that good. All right, so this, this looks super suspicious. That's what I'm saying. They look crazy suspicious. Uh, let me see what else is on the news. We got to keep it going, all right? Like, real, it's kind of scary if you ask me. Like, damn, is it that serious? Like, that's what you got to ask yourself. Like, whoa, what the hell? I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that. I'm just saying, this, this, he said, this is not a hate crime, which is like a conflict. It's like a conflict inside of my mind. Like, okay, it's not a hate crime, but th what you're trying to say is just a coincidence this happened? Like, nah, bro, something ain't right. But, there's probably other details as if this is probably a, like a domestic de uh, domestic problem. Because if he's not sharing the details and they started off by saying uh, it's not a hate crime. So it's probably a, dis a domestic dispute within the circles of Miss Wall. So it's probably her and her friend that got like some type of issues with each other, her probably a suspect lover, but they're trying to narrow it down. So as soon as I get updates, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to tell everybody what's going on. You already know what time it is. This is Thinking Out Loud. Uh, and plus, I might have to end this um, segment short because I kind of messed it up when I um, started recording and then went to the wrong track, which is going to confuse me a whole lot. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to finish this segment. But uh, hold on. Let me see what else is going on in today's news. All right. Uh, Justin Ross, he's in trouble. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what happened. Chief receiver Justin Ross arrested on felony damage charge in Kansas. He's an undrafted free agent out of Clemson. He's a wide receiver. Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Justin Ross was arrested on a felony damage charge Monday per Johnson County Sheriff's Office arrest records. The arrest record says Mr. Ross, an undrafted free agent out of Clemson, was taken into custody at 2.54 p.m. by authorities and he was booked at 4.27 and then he was booked at 4.27 p.m. on criminal damage that exceeded 25,000, which constitutes a felony in Kansas. Hmm. The Chiefs and Ross agent did not immediately respond to news sources' requests for comments. Ross is in his second season with the Chiefs. Though he got his first game action this year, he has 34 yards on three catches over the seven games. The 23-year-old was un on injured reserve last season as a result of his recovery from cervical fusion surgery. That was a primary reason for him going undrafted. Ross was diagnosed with congenital fusion, congenital fusion of two vertebrae in his neck known as clapel fill syndrome, which was discovered after feeling numbness in both arms after a routine hit during practice at Clemson. 
He underwent surgery in 2020, and it was initially expected that Ross would not be able to continue playing football, but cervical fusion was what Hall of Fame quarterback Peyton Manning famously underwent before he joined the Denver Broncos late in his career. Ross' case was different because it was a congenital condition and it was treated before a serious injury occurred. Ross rehabbed with Clemson, and after over a year of rehab, he returned to the field in 2021, but another injury would occur as Ross fractured his foot after playing just 10 games. Only four teams in the NFL cleared Mr. Ross to play when it, when it was time for him to make that transition to the NFL, and the Chiefs could could have been among them as they signed him as an undrafted free agent last year. He was placed on the season-ending IR, IR before the 22 training camp period started. So I don't know what damage he did that cost 25000 He probably went ballistic at a hotel or something. I don't know. They never share the details. They just throw out a little piece and stuff like that, and then you get the details later, later on the week or maybe next week uh, as the investigation continues. They stay doing that right there. But I'm going to end it right here. I'm going to bring it back to Miss Wall, Samantha Wall. She's uh, she's a, uh, a Jewish leader in Detroit. Her murder is very suspicious, and I just, that's something that I'm like, okay, what is really going on? But, just like the, um, just like um, Detroit Chief of Police James E. White told reporters, um, this is not, uh, this, this was not a hate crime, all right, that's what he said. And, and as I kept going through the details, I was like, okay, I don't think it's a hate crime because it looks like it's something domestic between her and somebody else, all right? So I have to wait for the details. And I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I would go longer, but I started recording this the wrong way. I went on the wrong track. I'm sorry, all right? This is your man, Ben's Pharrell, with Thinking Out Loud. All right, just follow me on Instagram. Just type Box Benji in the search engine. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. You will find your man with Thinking Out Loud. That's me right there. And you can leave a comment, especially on TikTok. Same thing. Just write, just type in Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. You will find me there. I'm very active on TikTok. And you can leave a comment, whatever you want. Everybody leaves a comment with me. I got a lot of people leaving comments. All day, every day, you know what I'm saying? I always spark up a conversation. Sometimes I spark up arguments. Sometimes I spark up people talking shit. That's what I like to do. I like to talk shit. Fuck that. I want you to say it. Say it. Fuck that. Don't hold it in. TikTok allows you people to talk shit in my comments, and I love it. I need you to talk shit. I need you to say something if you feel some type of way. Let's get the conversation going. This is how we stir up shit. Let's go. All right, this is Ben's for where we're thinking out loud. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Oh, it's the home night. Eh? Gonna turn it up, please. The home nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I don't feel no way. Turn it up, please. Them hard nights. Party at the boat, Dagger.